Good morning, good afternoon, good evening everybody, wherever you may be in the world. Welcome to this regulatory update podcast in which we will assess some of the pressing issues faced by international shipping in the months and years ahead. Giving us this overview is Paul Bartlett, shipping consultant and journalist who has worked in the maritime sphere since reading nautical studies in Plymouth long ago. Ship owners and operators face a challenging future as maritime regulations tighten on various fronts. In this podcast, we will examine the challenge faced by many owners, particularly those based in Europe, relating to end-of-life ship recycling and the current regulatory regime. Over to you, Paul. Now let's take a look at end-of-life ship management. Shipping's decarbonisation generally and the IMO's requirements for existing ships could well lead to many older vessels heading for recycling yards sooner than they otherwise might have done. As I mentioned, there are no specific sanctions so far for not complying with the IMO's new metrics for existing ships, but the commercial implications could still have a significant impact. However, The current regulatory regime on ship recycling is unsatisfactory for many owners, notably those who are based in Europe or others whose vessels depart on their final voyage from a port within the European Union. These owners are bound by the EU's ship recycling regulation, which requires vessels to be recycled at facilities approved under the EU's own inspection regime. This differs from the IMO's Hong Kong Convention, under which many recycling facilities, notably on the Indian subcontinent, home to most of the world's recycling businesses, have been approved by leading classification societies. In fact, no recycling facility on the Indian subcontinent, including a significant number of modern yards in India, has been approved under the EU regulations so far. A range of yards in Europe have been approved, although there is virtually no market for scrap steel or other recycled materials from ships in this region, and there is no significant labour benefit. One important exception is Turkey, which has recycled many older end-of-life cruise ships during the cruise crash resulting from COVID-19. Turkey has its own ship recycling zone in an industrial park at Aliaga, about 50 kilometres north of Izmir on the Aegean coast. Critics of the EU's position on recycling claim that its failure to validate recycling facilities in India, Bangladesh and Pakistan is partly because there is no satisfactory downstream disposable capability for hazardous or toxic materials. Others point out that this is not the responsibility of the facilities themselves and should therefore not be held against them. A further issue is the method in which ships are prepared for recycling. Lobby groups claim that the beaching method, used extensively in subcontinent yards, is not safe despite there being no evidence for this and there being no alternative for the demolition of many large vessels. Turkish recycling facilities use the landing method, whereby the vessel's bow is grounded while the stern is still afloat. They also point out that recycling yards provide a significant source of scrap steel 
for which there is a healthy demand in each of the three countries, as well as a market for other materials. Recycling activity also provides a valuable source of employment and education for many workers, both directly and indirectly, and has raised living standards across a number of poor regions. There have already been a number of cases where European owners have run into problems with end-of-life ship recycling strategies. But until there is a common regulatory framework for the sector, experts fear that owners will continue to face major ship disposal challenges.